Welcome to another episode of Hoosier Nerds Podcast. This time, for right now, you have Chris and Chris. Yay! Um, Tim and Mikey should be joining us later. Tim said 7.30. It's like 7.15 now, and I just wanted to kind of... How am I putting this? I, I didn't want to start, but me and Chris are running short on time since we both got to work early in the morning. He's got to work earlier than me, so... <laughs> and... Chris and I are the only ones that watched the Andy Sedaris film this week. And yes! It's awesome. It was pretty good. But, we're going to leave you hanging on that for right now. And I want to talk a little bit about Indie Comic Con coming up. Woo! When um, is it coming up? Let's see when is it. It's October, I think. I'm looking. Is it October or August? I don't know why. No, it's October. What date? That's what I'm looking for. Oh, okay. But they've been starting to announce some of the people coming. Um, the guy that plays is, is Carl in The Walking Dead's coming. I forget his name. They've announced a couple other people. October 15th, 16th, and 17th. Um, we're going to try and get our Holy crap. Passes. Kevin Nash? Sweet. Really? Yes. I wonder how much his, his pictures. And... $40. That ain't that bad. No, I'll go meet Kevin Nash. That's Diesel. Chandler Riggs is the guy's name from Walking Dead. Yes. Oh, no way. It's the kid from... Uh, oh. From Hook. I was going to say Avatar. He's, what? He plays a... Uh, oh, crap. What's his name in Avatar The Last Airbender? His voice actor right there. Oh, no, no. He's uh, he's the kid from Hook. You ever saw Hook? Mm, I have. I don't remember. What's his name? Dante? Dante Basco. Basco. He plays a... Uh, for the... He plays Zuko in Avatar and whoever he plays in the hook. Um, who is that next one? I, he looked familiar. Oh, uh, oh Billy West, Billy, the voice actor. Yeah, Billy West. who He used to be on Howard Stern all the time. Yeah, he's also in Futurama and The Simpsons. Um, let's see here. What else is... Uh, who else we got? Billy West, comic creator guest... Um, some artist, basically. I don't know. I always like the artist, but I always feel bad because I don't ever really buy anything from them. I'm like, oh, that's cool, and I keep walking. I remember some one of the a girl called me on that one time. So I then buy it. I'm like, well, I don't think it's worth a hundred bucks. Wow. Yeah, Dante Basco was in Hook. He was the the kid in Hook. Oh, he was Rufio. Ru- who's Rufio? In Hook. You never saw Hook? No, I never did. Are you freaking kidding me? No. What a nerd. How can you not see Hook? Robin Woods is P- Robin Williams is Peter Pan? Never seen he it. He goes back to to Neverland? Never seen it. Never seen it. It is so good. What's it on? Is it on something I could watch it? Um, I don't know. Hmm. Will it tell me? It is watch on Netflix. With okay. Subscription. So watch Hook. Okay. Because it is good. Joey Roberts is Tinkerbell. Is Dustin, like, Dustin Hoffman is Captain Hook. Wait, is this where he's kind of forgotten about Neverland and then like... He becomes an adult. He yeah. marries Wendy. Okay. And he becomes an adult and he has to go back into Neverland. It's a great movie. I'll have to... Oh, okay. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Like my mom watches it on TV every once in a while. Hook is really good. Yeah, when Captain Hook kidnaps his children, an adult Peter Pan must return to Neverland and reclaim his youthful spirit in order to challenge his old enemy. Okay. So there you go. Yeah, he married Wendy, yeah. I'm going to have to watch it then. 
And you said it's on Netflix? Yes. Okay. Anyway, so Rufio is going to be at Indiana Comic Con. So we got Kevin Nash, already a great lineup with Kevin yeah. Nash, uh, Chandler Riggs, Dante Basco, and Billy West. Honestly, there's... A, and they're cheap. Like, everybody's like well, 40 bucks. The more expensive people never really agree to go until later. Well, yeah, this is true. And I know, like, well, you know, with C2E2 close to us, I know, like, yeah. they get the bigger people. But the difference is, and I, I read, I don't know where I read this, but, like, people that come to Indiana Comic Con don't want to pay $300 for a celebrity. Yeah. They don't want to pay three to five. They don't have that money. That's not the, the demographic in, in, you know, in Indiana. It is in Chicago. You yeah. know, that's where they get, you know, Ben Affleck and... And all them people, you know, being the, the Avengers cast. Yes, those people like that. So also, Indiana, uh, Indiana Comic Con will get those. When I when I went and got my picture taken with uh, oh crap, what's the name? The, the voice actor for Goku in Dragon Ball Z. Um, someone asked him, and he's like, "We we keep more of our money here than we do other places too." Because oh, you know, some places that. take you know fifty percent of their money, but you know. I think Indianapolis takes like a flat rate of like five bucks per. Yeah, see, Kevin Nash for a photo op and an autograph for $40 each. That's pretty I good. They, when we first started going, they would go to one place for both. But now it's you go one place for your autograph, yeah. the other place if you want to start getting photos. Right. And which kind of sucked, but at the same time, it was really good. I remember we, we waited in line. We got there an hour early for Goku's voice actor. And then it was like a three-hour line for Vegeta's voice actor. Jeez. And I, they stayed in line, and I went to a panel on the history of comic, a two-hour panel on the history of comic books, uh-huh. which was really good. There's a comic book museum up north. I think. Uh, yeah, Nelkart. Yeah. Yeah, I've been to that comic con. You have? They have a Hall of Heroes. It's called Hall of Heroes. Yeah. Yeah. They have a Hall of He. They have a comic con. I, uh, I had a, I gave the guy my name and my resume. If they were hiring What's his name? I've met that guy. He's a oh, nice guy. Yeah, he's a really cool guy. I met he's, him. He's the one that brings all like the, like the Batmobile to Comic-Con. Yeah, I, because one year when we went to Comic-Con, I had on my t-shirt the Mads. Mm-hmm. And their very first Hall of Heroes Comic-Con, the Mads, which was the Mad Doctor from Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah. Um, they did a movie. They, you got to meet them, and it was free to meet them. And then they did a riff. They riffed a movie that night at Comic-Con. So yes. that's why I went to that Comic-Con was to see the Mads. So you had Frank Conniff and Trace Bowyer, who was um, Dr. Forrester and TV's Frank from Mystery Science Theater 3000. Okay. They shot Joel into space. And then when Joel left, then obviously they shot Mike into space to watch cheesy movies. So they were the Mad Doctor okay. and the, the Mad Doctor sidekick. So they riffed movies too. They're called the Mads. Okay. So they were at the very first Comic Con uh, in Elkhart. So I'm I had that on at Comic Con and I met the guy mm-hmm. who runs that museum that museum and the Comic Con in Elkhart. That's in uh, that's Excellent. called the Hall of Heroes. They've got they get big name people. They had yeah. Dean Kane when we were there. I think they get big big name people because of just who they are. Like it's the comic book museum. Yeah, Hall of Heroes uh, comic. Yeah, here it is. Hall of Heroes comic. That's in September. It's a superhero like museum. Um, I wonder how much tickets are. It's like 30 bucks. 
Where's Elkar? That's up near South it's, End, right? Yeah, it's up north. It was, um, it's like an hour and a half. I wonder, if, I, wonder if this, I wonder if our bosses would get mad at us if we both took a Friday off. Yeah, they don't care. They're like, okay, where are you guys going together? Right? I mean. They're like, okay, don't get, don't break your foot again, Chris. We don't need you out for another two months, three months. Let me see if I can find it. But, um. No, so the, the, the majority of the panel was talking about World War II and the comic books they gave the soldiers. And it was just really interesting talking about just the history of the comic books. I didn't really know about a lot of their history of comic books and everything. It's only on Saturday and Sunday, September 4th okay. and 5th. That'd be, that'd be fun to go do. Um, yeah, let's see. And they've got, they get big name people. Um, they had the original. Um, Tom said he'll call, he'll be ready in 15 minutes. Okay. Well, that's. 7.45, like I said. I yeah. knew it. Let me see. He says 7.30, give him about 15, 20 minutes. Here we go. Hall of Heroes Comic Con. Um, be a vendor, new location. Uh, here we go. Adrian oh, Paul. Who's he? I don't know. Sam J. Oh, hey, it's Sam Jones. Oh, crap. Wow. He was, uh, well, he was, uh, um, he was Flash Gordon in that cheesy Flash Gordon movie, mm-hmm. but he was also in Ted. And they made a big deal in Ted. Adrian Paul was in Nine Miles Down, Highlander Endgame. He played someone in, he played in Arrow. Okay. He's, I don't want to say he's a B actor, yeah. but he's not. So we got Sam Jones, who was Flash Gordon. Mm-hmm. Flash. Ah, uh, that one, yes. Yeah. Uh, John Ratzenberger. Oh, Cliff in uh, Cheers. Cliff right. Yep. And he had that TV show on, like, you know, where he traveled around America. I know what you're talking about. I can't tell you what it's called. Guy Gilchrist. Looks like a voice actor. Yeah, he, I'm pretty sure he's a voice actor. Tim Seeley. Don't know him. Phil Ortiz. Tom Cook. These must be... Uh, comic book guys. Comic book guys. But, yeah, this is a good... Uh, I've heard of Adrian Paul. A good lineup already. Well, yeah, that's a good. that's a good lineup. But the reason I brought up wanted to talk about Comic Con, Indie Comic Con, was we wanted to try and get our press credentials for it, and we also want to try and get, you know, maybe a table or something, you know, promote ourselves a little bit. You know, even even if it doesn't really do anything for us, it'll be fun. I think so. It's thirty dollars for two days at uh, Hall of Heroes Comic Con. That ain't nothing. No. That's hour and a half, two hour drive. VIP is only forty dollars. Two day admission, early admission. Free Comic-Con poster and guaranteed panel seating. I would do that. I went to a panel there at the original, and they had um, artists that drew a lot of the Saturday morning cartoons back in the 60s and 70s, and how they had shifted from the cells to computer. Uh Uh-huh. And it was really interesting to listen to. And I know I went to a panel um, at Indiana Comic-Con about getting a graphic novel published. Because people, um, Amazon will say, you know, well, we'll publish your your graphic novel. Well, what you don't know is, because you don't read the fine print, is they take everything. 
Oh, you don't get any of the money? You get the money, but they take your character. They have the right to everything. Like, uh, you lose creative so, control, basically. So, if they publish it, they can make the movie if it gets big Exactly. Enough. They take creative control. You have to be really, really careful. I don't know why my nose is so dry. I'm just, Even nah. picking goobers all the time. Not the inside, the outside. Oh. Um, so, yeah, we were talk- we've been talking about getting... Maybe we can get some press credentials. Maybe a booth, maybe. I know our like our saw our main dream right now is to get like a panel and do a live podcast. I would love to do a live podcast from there. I know Chris and I and I would be like for Tim. I know we'll, we've talked about with Tim before, but you know we'll fly him out here. He can stay at one of our apartments or houses or whatever. You know he won't really have to spend anything but food. A six foot flight. a six foot artist alley table. It's two hundred seventy five dollars plus event bright fee, which I think you have to pay, right? Yeah. Booth and table placement is uh, decided by payment date. Earlier payments generally get the most desired location. So. Is uh, that for Indie Comic Con? This is for Indie Comic Con, yes. Um, so you can do a six foot booth. Um, how many booths would you like one? And then. Um, what are the primary items you sell? To, you know, you got to talk about what you... But $275 plus whatever the event break fee is. I don't know what that means. Um, Excuse me. And you have to wait until... And, you know, you got to get in... You know. They invite them. And, yeah, they have to say that you get a yes or no from them, basically. Hopefully they don't take your money before. Well, I don't think they take your money if you... Don't get it. If you don't get it. I mean, what would we do? We'd we'd sell some t-shirts or give away like trinkets or something. Yes. And just promote the podcast. Yeah. You know, that's, I think that's the only way to, um, we would, I think we could build our audience. That's our core audience anyway. Yeah. And I think it's a great way to build our audience, especially not only are we on YouTube, but Spotify and TuneIn and, and, and iTunes. Yeah. So, I mean, Spotify and iTunes are pretty popular as far as. You know, people listening to podcasts. So, I know, and I know, I don't, I haven't really brought it up on here, but I've talked to you about it. I've talked to some other people about it. And this is what I want to do with, I know, I know we try not to bring up anything about previous things, but this is kind of what I want to do with the old, the old time one. Right. Was I wanted this, I wanted this to be like an umbrella for other things we want to do. Like Chris can do a racing podcast by himself or whatever. Um, your documentary that you've slowly been working on. Yes. Um, I want to do, I wanted this kind of build into my, and also for my gaming to build, it help build this. You know, I, I don't really stream like I used to. I don't make YouTube videos on my gaming like I used to. Um, but you know, I could, I could promote one way or the other and then Tim could do what he wants and Mikey can do what he wants if they want to. Um, and I've been doing, me and Mikey's brother started doing D&D lately with a group of people. And they want to start recording it. And I was like, we can help promote that on here. And, you know, I, as long as we do both ways promotion. And I, I don't know how, like, the logistics of a D&D campaign would work on a, on a podcast. I'd have to listen to a few. But I think we just play and record it and upload it. I think that's all it is, really. We might have to explain a little bit more about what's happening, you know. Because we're only three, four, we're only four days into it. So it's not like we're <laughs> missing much of the campaign. I know yet. nothing about that. 
D and D is really fun. You would probably actually really enjoy it. It's not a. It's really nerdy, but it's not. It's fun. You know, back in when it started. Okay, so it, you you summon demons, right? Uh, so that's the eighties. Yes, so that was happening. So yeah, so like there was like these people like they would become their character, and they made a movie about it, starring Tom Hanks. What was it called? My Monsters and Mazes. Okay. And he gets so wrapped up into his character, he ends up murdering somebody. <laughs> Because the character overtook him. So we weren't allowed to play D&D as a kid because it was demonic. and Everything was demonic in the 80s. If music was demonic, backmasking. Who the hell is the music backwards anyway? It, it's demonic. Exactly. It's exactly right. You know, you were casting spells and you were ogres and you were wizards. And, and everything was the devil. Everything was devil worship. Devil worship was huge in the 80s. Which I'm sure there was devil worship going on. But every... Marshville. Every... Every, oh, they had this thing at uh, at uh, Northwestern called the Reign of Terror. What's that? It was a group of kids that were Satan worshippers, and they'd have ROT like spray painted all the way, all over the place out there. It was insane. But you know, he had Ozzy Osbourne, and he was you know Kiss and all this hard rock music, and it was all promoting Satanism. And I was like, oh my god! I, I, I finally told my mom like a couple of years ago. I'm like, Mom, Kiss had nothing to do with being Satanist. I said all they'd sang about was having sex. Had nothing to do with worshiping the devil. Well, you know, I, I know, I'm just letting you know, it had nothing to do with being Satan worshippers. I have a friend. So D&D was part of the Satan worshiping thing, so I was never allowed to play. So I would love, probably, like you said, I'd probably like it. I have a friend who, his, he was never allowed to play Pokemon. When Pokemon first came out and got really big, his mom said the devil made it and you're not allowed to play it. Because it's, <laughs> it's pocket monsters, you know? And blah, 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 because they, they don't... And basically anything that was Japanese <laughs> apparently was made by the devil. <laughs> That's awful. And he wasn't allowed to play, like, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! And it was just... It, he he would, like, sneak over... He'd come over to my house and, you know, we would play Pokemon over here. And he, we were like, what'd you do today? Oh, we played, you know, with our Nerf guns or whatever. And we were really playing... Pokemon on our my Game Boy. There's um, a comedian. His name's John Christ. Yeah, he's a Christian comedian, and he like he does this bit. He did this bit on one of his things of of things people weren't. He like asked people questions what they weren't allowed to watch as a child because of church, mm-hmm. and it was amazing the stuff that they listed. Like you, know, you couldn't watch Scooby Doo because of this, and you couldn't watch uh, the Smurfs were little demons in the forest and. I mean, it was insane how, you know, Harry Potter, of course, was wizarding, you know. Yeah. Oh, it was nuts. It was so funny. But, I, you know, I, I would probably could maybe get into D&D. I don't know. I, I got a lot on my plate right now. It, it's an investment. It took us like a month. I know it's because, you know, COVID's going on. It's hard. We can't really get together and sit down and get it going. It was all, we're doing it all online. Um, not, we're planning on getting together now, but it kind of sucks because two of the people live in Indy, so oh. it's a little hard to set up when people live, you know, an hour apart. You're just gonna have to, you know, go to that Love's truck stop there and tip them because it's like halfway. Right. <laughs> we can run out there, one of the showers. Right there, there at the Hardee's, you know, and sit at the table. Um, but like you make your character, you can be a barbarian, a fighter, a bard, a mage, you know, a healer, and then you just role play your character. And I'm I'm a barbarian with low intelligence. But oh God, you're gonna end I'm up murdering horrible. somebody like that movie. I know. I can see. Be careful, Chris. Don't let it take over your 
your body. Yesterday, we played it for four hours almost. Holy crap, are you kidding me? On my drive back from Richmond, I was fr- from uh, getting I got off on 465 onto uh, Keystone. And yeah. that's when we started, was right there. So I was on my phone. Don't you have to roll dice and shit? Someone else was rolling the dice. So oh. we, we posted our character sheets online so we all could like look at each other and make, <laughs> you know, so we just know what everyone else is doing. And uh, they were had my character sheet and were rolling for me, but I was just, you know, I was role playing on the way. Right. And I was like, when I got here, I was like, hey, give me like five minutes to get my kit in and get going. And we took like a five minute break and started back up. <laughs> but whatever works, yeah. I mean. It's, because it's, it's sometimes hard. Some people, it's hard for some people because it's not like you don't have, it's not like an Xbox and you're sitting there playing it on TV. You got to imagine it. And I'm not saying some people don't have an imagination, but some people... So are you the last generation to be able to play D&D because there's no kids that got imagination anymore? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> D&D is bigger than ever. I, I never realized how big D&D was until I TikTok, pretty much. Because I, I'm like... I, I've liked so many D&D things from TikTok that mm-hmm. I've got on D&D TikTok now, apparently. Oh, boy. It's starting, Chris. We worship and say, you're going to animal sacrifices for too long. You're going to hear me, like, kick in my door one day and be like... And make witchcraft chants and, oh, man. Uh, but on to the main... And we're back after I accidentally <laughs> unplugged our mic. I'm not going to edit this because I'm too lazy to edit. <laughs> You're just um, going to add it together? Yep, yeah, I'm just going to add it together. Uh, okay. Just smash them together because I don't care. I'm too lazy to go through and uh, completely edit it, fix it. Make it professional because we're yeah. not yet. What we could talk about since we're talking about Satan worshipping and the devil, I can talk about watching um, The Conjuring. Okay. So okay. we can do that. Called, so I watched The Conjuring 3 over the weekend. Uh, the Devil Made Me Do It, which is a true story, actually. Um, about true. A, it's about this guy. So this kid, basically, um, is possessed by a demon, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like his his sister's boyfriend, There during the exorcist, he's like, leave him alone, just take over me, take over me, right? Well, eventually, he murders his landlord. And his defense in the trial was the devil made him do it. Okay. And it is a true story. And um, so Ed and Lorraine Warren, they investigate everything about it. You know, they're from The Conjuring Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, The Conjuring 2, you know. and um, Annabelle. Annabelle, yeah. And uh, this happened in uh, 1981. In this town in Connecticut, and in it was like the first murder in that town in the town's history. The town was like 160 years old, and it was the first murder in the town's history in Connecticut. So 1981. So I think uh, you know. I won't say too much about it. I don't want to give like everything away. I mean, you can read about it. You can watch it. It's on HBO. That's how I watched it. Yeah, um, it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. It's it's a, you know, I just think there's a lot of Hollywood liberties to it that I thought I'm like, come on, this didn't really happen. You know, come on, this didn't really happen. 
I thought, I honestly thought, you know, since it was the devil made me do it, I thought it was going to be like about the case yeah, and the trial. And it wasn't hardly about the case or the trial. So if you're expecting a, a trial movie like I was with Ed and Lorraine Warren, like they're, I thought they would come in and do the investigation and help in the trial and things like, no, it's, it's all about, um, how the demon became part of it and it had to do with a curse like a woman oh, yeah. cursed and um they you know like at the end of the conjuring movies they show pictures of like the real of the real deal or they play audio yeah that's the scariest part of the movie is the real audio from the exorcism so of the it wasn't boy. scary like the other ones it's got some ju- little it's got a couple of jump scares you know yeah um it is not as scary as the other ones but the audio from the original exorcism from the little boy is scarier than hell. Really? At the end of the in the in the in the is credits, it like different voices and stuff. It's growling and laughing and it's messed up. Um, I liked it. It's it's good. I you can't beat the first one. No, the first one's almost a perfect. But a lot of people were concerned because James Wan didn't direct this one. He directed the first two. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it's got the same, you know, the same characters. Vera, Vera, Vera Farmiga, is that how you pronounce her name? I think, yeah. She is, uh, she's uh, Lorraine Warren and, and Patrick Wilson is, is Ed Warren. And, and of course, they kill it. And um, they were, you know, we were watching it, you know, I'm joking around. They're like, well, you know, how do we find this out? And I'm like, call Zach Bacon. <laughs> and he would know. I mean. He might have only been like six back then, but maybe six-year-old Zach Bagans could have helped them out. I mean, knowing Zach Bagans, he probably would have been more than happy to. But it is kind of interesting to see. I mean, I watch a lot of those ghost hunting shows or paranormal shows, and it's kind of neat to see how um, the investigations have evolved. You know, he's really he really gets into the history of it. You know, mm-hmm. Zach Bagans does as far as... And I think the Warrens did as well. You know, they didn't have online stuff. They had to go to the local libraries and the historical societies yeah. of the towns to figure this stuff out. But, I mean, obviously the equipment, it's like anything. The equipment's better now in investigating than it was then. I mean, they would just, during an exorcism, they would just push record and just let it happen. Mm-hmm. You know, all natural. And, um, which they do kind of now, but... Um, my only issue, and I've always said this forever, and this goes back to watching The Exorcist or or any paranormal movie, is for some reason Hollywood always makes the church look weak mm-hmm. against a, a possession or an exorcism. It, the church always comes off as weak and, and the evil can prevail. There's always a big fight there. And that's really not the case when it comes to exorcisms or... The church has been doing it for 2,000 years. Right, exactly. And they come off as the, you know, the priest gets scared and... The priest gets killed. The priest gets killed or they, you know, they're, they're scared during... And that doesn't occur. The priest goes in there with confidence. Yes. Because they show that they're scared. That gives it the just gives possession. the de- the possession and the demon more power. Yeah, that's the my only that was really my only gripe is ju- this is just like every other possession type movie where the church comes off as a little weak, and uh, so um, I enjoyed it though. I I watched it on HBO Max because I haven't been able to go to the movies because I've been broke because the Indy Five Hundred broke me basically. 
Well, that happened to the best of us. Um, so, um, I ended up watching it on HBO Max. I would have paid to go see this. Okay. I, do you I, think it would have been better in theaters? I do. Any, especially movies like that. Scary movies, westerns. There are just some movies that are better on the big screen. And I think scary movies pull it off better uh, in a theater than it does on television. I mean, okay. I saw The Exorcist on TV first. And like the 20th anniversary, I saw it at the theater. Mm-hmm. It's a lot bigger impact seeing it on the big screen. See, I, I really need to go see Quiet Place 2 in theaters before... Because I do not want to have to see it in... You know, sitting here watching it on HBO or what or whatever it comes out on first. I'll probably buy it because I own the first one. Speaking of, I haven't bought a DVD or a Blu-ray or HD or 4K movie in months. I haven't bought one in years. And you see my collection over yeah. there. It's pretty... Yeah, I don't say it's a good collection. It sucks compared to a lot of people, but it's, it's there. But Any movie's better on the big screen. The Godfather is well, epic. That Angelina Jolie movie that you. I wouldn't have wanted to see that at the movie. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't pay for that one. And then, I mean, some movies, you know, those Liam Neeson movies, those are good. You can watch those anywhere. Dirty Harry's the same one. Liam Neeson playing Liam Neeson yes. in a Liam Neeson in a Liam Neeson movie. movie. Yeah, They're, you know, Star Wars is better. Empire Strikes Back looks better on the big screen than it does. Well, we went and saw Empire in theaters uh, last year. Not last year. Uh, the year before. No, no, it was last year. Yeah, it was last year. Yeah, last, the yeah last fall. Year. Yeah, when they started opening back up. Yeah, that was awesome. So, and I mean, we saw Christmas Vacation. Yeah. And it's that a theater experience. It was, it was. And I think because, and I think especially with scary movies like this, mm-hmm. you feed off of other people's energy in the theater. When we went and saw Annabelle too. Yes. It was so much better in theaters because we had that little girl behind us that was getting scared. <laughs> I don't know why her dad brought her to that movie, right. but whatever. If she's into scary movies, she's I just think scary the tension, you know, you see a scary movie and the tension builds. Yeah. Well, that tension is felt throughout the theater with everybody else. Everybody is mm-hmm. tense, and you you feed off of that, and you feel that. And I think that's what helps it. But um, go see it. Pay your money. Conjuring 3 is good. Devil made me do it. Apparently, the devil did make him do it. Um, I, like I said, I'm not giving it. If you want to Google it, go ahead. I'm not going to tell you how everything ends. Okay. But it's it's a true story. So, shall we talk about the main event now? The main event. This guy has got my attention, and like Andy Sedaris is like the god. Can I read of the uh, IMDb thing for the little description? Please do. <clears throat> DEA agents. Flying cargo as part of their cover, yes. make an emergency landing on a remote island in the Pacific where several unscrupulous parties are looking for World War II gold treasure. Yes! And those DEA agents flying the cargo are our heroes. Heroines. Heroines. Uh, Donna and Taryn. Donna and Taryn. From, all the way back to uh, Hard no. Ticket. Well, they were in Malibu Express, weren't they? No, they, they weren't. They Malibu were? Express was in California. They were in Hawaii. Oh, that's right. Okay, so it goes back to Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Yeah. To Hard Ticket <laughs> to Hawaii. So far, our favorite movie. So far. This is second. I enjoyed yeah. this one. I like this one better than Picasso Triggers. We're talking about Savage Beach. I don't... Yeah, I have friends say yes. Savage Beach. Yes, Savage Beach is the name of the movie. This is the fourth installment from 
the legendary, uh, yes, he is legendary, director, writer, producer, Andy Sedaris. He's in his movies. Arlene, one. No, Arlene Sedaris, which is his wife, was she's producer, so she must have put the money uh, up. Okay. So I want to say right now that Andy and Arlene Sedaris are a true Hollywood power couple because they gave us these gems yes. from the 80s. And this is no different than Picasso Trigger or Hard Ticket to Hawaii. It's full of cheeseball explosions, gratuitous nudity. It's everything that you would expect from a 1980s movie. And then we got it. Um, I love his films. I cannot wait for the next one. What's the next one before we get more into this one? The next one we have is called Guns. Guns. Yes. Oh my God, look at that cover. Yes, that's it what I'm like telling you. It looks like a James Bond movie. Yeah. They didn't rip anybody off this time. They ripped off, kind of ripped off Magnum P.I. in the last one. Picasso Trigger had some touches of ripping off. Yeah. Of, this one, uh, it, it might have ripped off something. I'm not sure. Should we go into the ridiculousness of this yes. savage? I loved it. Shane Abilene is Shane. our Abilene character in this movie. Not, but he was barely in it. He, he was probably max 10 minutes in this movie. If, if even 10 minutes. And that no, that didn't. Okay, he was with the naked and girl. And he only boned one girl. He did only bone one girl. And usually it's the entire cast they bone. But they had to stop because they got there was a a crisis on the which islands? Um, Solomon Islands. Solomon Islands. No, 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 no. Somewhere around there. Marshall Islands. Marshall Islands. I knew it was somewhere. It had to yeah. do World War Two. Um, so it's the Marshall Islands. They and they needed medical supplies. Because all the kids on the on the Marshall Islands were sick. No, no, no. They were sick in quotation marks. They all had guns to their head. Being told <laughs> to be sick. These were kids that they probably pulled off the street and said, hey, you want to make 100 bucks? If that. It's 1989. So probably like hey, you want to make five bucks? Right. So, Taryn and Donna, you know, they are... How did they start off? Six they, six minutes into the movie, they're in a hot tub with naked oh yeah, with chicks. Because the other two girls, they were undercover. That's right, and they they busted the the drug dealer guy who they cut open in half pineapples. Pineapples. No wonder Mikey likes to buy full pineapples from Meyer. That's right. But they they were hiding drugs and pineapples. Yes, they the they were part of the Molokai. They went to the Molokai yeah. dock and they caught a drug dealer, uh, you know, smuggling cocaine it looked like in whole pineapples illicit white powder yes so okay, come on here's Tim what up what up we're we're about 30 minutes in if you want just so you know we're talking about Savage Beach right now Ooh. did you watch it I didn't know it was on the docket we only talked about it in the group chat yeah really no, I mean, I saw you post a picture, but I, I posted a little video, but I didn't know it was on the docket. I guess we did mostly talk about that in person. <laughs> we, we are kind of bad about that now. Communication. <laughs> I was like, let's do it later on. Oh, let's do it tomorrow, yesterday. And then all of a sudden it's 5 o'clock and you guys are like, all right, now? I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I need a little bit of warning. We are kind of bad about that now that we work at the same place and live across the hall from each other. <laughs> There's a lot of backdoor talk, and I'm not really a big fan of it over here, okay? I feel left out. You, you know what you do? You move to Indiana. Chris go. has an extra Chris room. You can room with Chris. Scenarios. 
We talked. Okay, I just want to tell you what we talked about. So, so you're all caught up. We'll get back to Savage Beach here in a we'll second. We'll get back to Savage Beach. Pause on Savage we, Beach. We talked about Comic Con, about getting a booth or, and some uh, press credentials to Comic Con, Indie Comic Con. Um, we talked about the Elkhart Comic Con because they have a museum up there. Yeah, Hall of Heroes Comic Con. Um, I talked a little bit about D and D. He talked about the Conjuring, the new Conjuring movie. So now we're on to Savage Beach. Okay. That's where we're at. So yeah. now that you're caught up. So Savage Beach is about two DEA agents. They just busted uh, drug smugglers smuggling white powder and pineapples. So since they had a hard day, of course, they go back to the jacuzzi. All four all girls. Four, all four girls, six minutes and 40 seconds into the movie, they're topless in a jacuzzi. All four women. And it's amazing that the water line... Is just below their boobs. Yep. It's never above their boobs. It's always below their boobs. <laughs> They're always floating. Yes, basically, yes. <laughs> so, um, the only thing, like the Abilene's weren't into that much, although Shane Abilene does have great hair. He had a great 89 mold. This was the best Abilene hair. Yeah, the best Abilene hair. He had a nice, a nice mold. But the girls take a call on a fax machine. I forgot about that. <laughs> and it is Randy. It is it is Shane Abilene, and he's like, "You got to fly these medical supplies out to the Marshall Islands because they really need it. The kids are really sick." So, what did we figure? So the plane was a small Cessna one seventy two. It looks like a one seventy two, but I can be wrong. Okay, so we tracked the mileage from uh, Hawaii to the Marshall Islands, and it's twenty seven hundred miles. Two thousand seven hundred miles. Give or take. Give or take. The the plane has uh, the fuel capacity to go 1,100 miles. But they make this in one trip. It's amazing. The mileage. They they save miles. They save gas. That's just how great a pilot Donna and Taryn are. That is right. Donna and Taryn are the next Maverick. You guys must have missed the mid-flight gas. No, it's a straight shot. A plane from Grissom met him halfway. <laughs> yeah. A tanker from Grissom. Yeah, to float, you know, to, flo- yeah, to, to, to you know, gas up a, a Cessna in midair. Um, and uh, it's funny because the military, they have these. Okay, so the, the premise is that there's gold on this island, right? So. Everybody's trying to find this gold, including the military. Gold, gold that the Japanese stole from the Philippines. Yes, and um, they use an outside source. The military uses an outside source for their computers. They don't have their own computer people. They use an outside source called Computer Control Central. That sounds fishy. <laughs> <laughs> and this army guy, right? He 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 kidnaps the real army guy. And takes, you know, because he wants the secrets of the thing. And not only is he in the army, but he is an astronaut. And pilot. And pilot. In the army. He can fix planes. And computer expert also. He's a, he can fix planes. He's a computer expert. But he's in the army. That Okay, so let's focus on the branch of the military he's in. And he's an astronaut. He's in the army. The army doesn't have jets. 
Most astronauts come from the Air Force. And Navy. And the Navy, yes. Um, Armstrong was a (laughs) naval pilot. So was Grissom. Yeah. Um, (laughs) They they show... Okay, so they flash back to World War II where the the Japanese are, are stealing the gold from the Philippines. And they're speaking English. Perfect English. Perfect <laughs> English. Usually when they do that, they have a little accent to them. Um, There's. I would have rather taken Japanese and just like had it subtitled, you know? No, these guys per- spoke pe- perfect English. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how that... The, the scenes they did talk Japanese, it was so... They talked like so slow, like the guy learned Japanese on the plane ride to Hawaii for the movie. And the boat they use to to take the, the gold to the Marshall Islands... Is a no, fi- no, no, no. It was from the Philippines. They were going from the That's Philippines what I meant. The Philippines. Homeland. Yes. Okay, then it crashed. This yeah, the plane went... So they, they dropped off the medicine in the martial no, arts. No, 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 no. The, 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 the Japanese. Remember they used a fishing boat with a gun on it? Uh, oh, yeah, a cardboard gun. Yes, it was a cardboard <laughs> gun. They, like, took cardboard or plywood and put it around the front of it. Like a, like a, like a boat you would see on a lake. Not an ocean-going boat. Not an ocean-going boat, but like... Like a rowboat? No, like a, like a. Think of a little fishing boat you'd see in like a lake. Something you would use to like to put like a raft behind or a, or a water oh, skier. Yes. You know, just a regular power boat. You know, with like a one like a with like what like a hundred cc yeah like hundred cc motor or something. And you know, gun should probably tear. But they put a gun on it. It was really funny. It was like an. It was supposed to look like an anti-tank gun, which would do nothing against a, <laughs> you know, a warship it would come up against. Because it, it was like pointed forward, like built into the hull with no turret. So they, um, the girls on their way back from, the from the Marshall Islands, run into a big old heavy storm. Yeah. So th- during this big old heavy storm, there's like sunlight and shadows, and they end up crashing on the Marshall Islands. Is what happens. They didn't do well on the animation to make it look like it was raining. It was bright out, it was but it was storming like, you know, Hurricane Katrina. And we get the title of the movie 43 minutes in. Mm-hmm. This is a savage beach. Bam. Roll credits. Roll credits. I mean, so um, you've got all that going on. Oh, so this guy sells, was it to the Filipino guy? He, he gave him the... There was a guy from the Philippines that wanted the gold. Oh, the Mexican guy from the Philippines. He was the Mexican guy. He he talked like he was like Italian slash Spanish, but he was Filipino. That was the bad guy, and his name was like Hernandez or something, wasn't yeah. it? I mean, yeah, they they speak Spanish over there because they were a Spanish colony. But this guy, this guy looked like he was from Central America, <laughs> not the Philippines. So he he's supposed to give money to this guy. To a give him, it was a, a computer, computer expert. Computer Control Central. From yeah, he's from Computer Control Central, and he steals the floppy disk with all the information on it, and gives it to the the Spanish Filipino guy, um, and he's like, he gives him a briefcase full of money. He's like, are you going to count the money? He goes, no, I'm not going to. And the I'm not going to spend it. I'm not. I'm not going to check it. I trust you. And he's like, well, you have a blast spending it. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's going to get blowed up. So what does the guy say before? He's like, don't spend it all in... 
in one piece. Yeah, yeah, don't spend it all in one piece or something like that. Next thing you know, boom, the guy explodes. Like he's standing out in the middle of the desert, which I ain't figured out where he was. They were they were supposed to be Hawaii in the middle of a desert. But they were in the middle of a desert with like, yeah. Not like the desert that you think in, in Hawaii, you know, a volcanic desert. Like a desert you'd see out in like... Arizona. On our way to on their way to like Vegas. Yeah. Desert. Yes. So they blew up the guy, and that was that was pretty awesome. We died laughing. Um. There's all kinds of crap on here. Uh, Donna, Donna, our our hero Donna. Um. While they're <laughs> so they're on the island, right? So she's trying to check stuff to see where they're at and stuff. So she gets out a sextant. Right. We had to research this. We researched this because I wasn't sure. I'm like, do you use a sextant during the day? I thought it like tracked the stars and stuff. You can. Okay, this is what we found out. So you use the sextant during the day to check to check the sextant to make sure it is right. Mm -hmm. But you do not use it during the day. And if you do use it during the day, you turn it sideways. She had it upright. I'm pretty sure if I remember right, she was looking right at the sun. Yes. So she was using the sextant all wrong. Which we're not surprised, but that's okay. Detectives Chris squared over here. <laughs> no, 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 no. You gotta turn that horizontal, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I just found out. I'm like, I thought they used it like at night, and I don't know what made me think of that, but because I am not, you know, Christopher Columbus. They were like that clock said 6:55 a minute ago, and now it says 7:05. I'm not buying it. Um. Then, so, like, they're on the island, right? And other people are on the island, and they're trying to to find the gold. So, the chicks break out camo paint, and they paint their face, right? So, their their face is camouflaged, painted camouflage, but they got these bright-ass white tank tops on and tan <laughs> short shorts and blonde hair. Like, super bright blonde hair. Can we talk about how infiltrated... So it was like a navy leading this this uh, thing to retrieve the gold. Can we talk about how infiltrated this guy, this captain's team got? The guy from the Philippines was not actually he was from the Philippines, but he was like a he was like a communist insurgent. The communist insurgent's girlfriend was leading another group of insurgents from another group, and then her group were actually against her from another group after the gold. And then this, the the army guy, I don't I don't know I'm jumping ahead, but it's just a safe. No, you're fine. The guy that's in the army who killed the other army guy who's not actually. In no, the he army. didn't kill him. He just knocked him out with a well, with we a dart. He killed him. He was from the CIA. Yes, he was a CIA agent. So the only guy that was straight was the captain, and he was in the navy. Yeah, because they were cross. Yeah, they were the army and the navy were working together to find this gold. And because and they were working with a civilian for satellite and computer stuff because you know the. Army and the Navy don't have satellites or... Yeah, which was Computer Control Central. What a bad captain. So then... Okay, well, so he doesn't know how to captain a boat. He's an intelligence guy. He's an intelligence guy, yes. We find that out at the end. He doesn't actually know how to... Uh, He's not very intelligent. Yes. If he had all these people working against him that was supposedly for him. Right, yeah, because, you know... And the Army guy, yeah, was in the... So the... the, 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 the well, one, we figured enough gold probably would have sank that boat in the first place. He carried it like a boss, though, too. He did carry it. He carried but like seven bars of gold. on the back. island was one of the Japanese soldiers from 50 years earlier. The warrior. He was, all his name was. His, he was the warrior. He had a samurai sword, 
And to age him, it looked like they, you know, remember like when you were a kid and you put glue on your hands and then yeah. like, that's what it looked like they put on his face and then baby powder in his hair to make it look white. Can I just say he was, he was like on the beach in the morning doing his morning exercises with his sword. He looked like he'd never handled a sword in his life. <laughs> you, you saw that, right? Yeah. Like he was not sure on what he was doing. Hi, Mikey. Oh, then. Okay, then. Okay, I remember what happened. So, yeah, so this guy carries this gold out like a boss, right? Then he puts it on a rubber raft, which would have sank to the bottom of the ocean the second he got on it. <laughs> oh, don't forget. So, every movie, Taryn and Donna always have uh, some silly-ass weapon that they're given. They have a massive array of weaponry on their plane or whatever they have. Just to deliver have. medicine. Just to deliver medicine. They had a crossbow, a explosive shotgun. Crossbow. Explosive crossbow. Shotgun, pistols, machine guns. They had a rocket launcher, I think. No, they did not have a rocket launcher. There was no rocket launcher. There was no rocket launcher in this movie ever because they had no rocket launcher. It's the second best movie we've seen from Andy Sedaris right now. (laughs) Yet. Yet. But um, for some reason, there was a tank of gas on the raft. So she hits the raft with a a crossbow with the the explosive arrow and blows the raft up and blows the guy up. Mm -hmm. But where did the gold go? She stole it, of course, because it's Taryn. That's right, because she's only a civilian. She's not still a civilian. She hangs out with this DAA agent chick all the time, and she's got all this intelligence and weaponry and knows what she's doing, but she's still a civilian. Donna's technically a civilian then, too. Now, here's the thing. So there was a minor known celebrity in the movie. Yes, I forgot about That I was pretty excited about. I recognized him. He never really has many voice lines. He never has voice lines. He had more voice lines in this movie than I've ever heard. His name is Al Leong. And um, Al Leong is is Asian American. He was Genghis Khan in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Mm Mm-hmm. He was the guy in Die Hard. The, he was the terrorist in Die Hard that eats the candy bar yep. before he shoots <laughs> the, the cops. That's the guy. He was in Lethal Weapon 2. Um, he was in Big Trouble in, Lead, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. He always, played, he always plays like a terrorist. He's he, a stereotypical Asian. Yes, he's an Asian terrorist, but he plays this. So Al Leong is in this movie, so that is... And that was after... Uh, Savage Beach came out after Die Hard and after Bill and Ted and after Lethal Weapon. Oh, he was in Lethal Weapon, the first Lethal Weapon. So, a little minor character there. I'm like, hey, isn't that guy from the guy? Ain't that the guy from Die Hard? And it was the guy from Die Hard. So, Ali Young is in this. So, there is a a named person in a Andy Sedaris movie. Can I just say my favorite part of this movie? So they were. It all, wasn't the hot tub scene. No, it wasn't the hot tub scene. <laughs> so they were all like fighting or whatever. The uh, the Japanese soldier takes a machete, yeets it across a field, and stabs a guy in the chest with it. This is true. And I legit yelled out, "What a shot!" And this Asian guy, this, this Japanese soldier, he dies because he charges a guy with a machine gun. He gets shot like five, six times, and then stabs him in the ch- in the gut, <laughs> which I think was Al Leong, if I remember right. It might, dude. This Al Leong guy was in every awesome '80s TV show I watched as a kid. I mean, let me name these off. I mean, this is just amazing. God, you got um, Greatest American Hero, Heart to Heart, 
uh, Knight Rider, um, Hunter, uh, Riptide, the A Team. Um, like this guy was in everything. I'm gonna guess he played the same character in every movie. He was in a Van Damme movie. He was in MacGyver. He was is in. He still. Uh, he was in Simon and Simon. He is. Big Trouble in Little China. He was in um, T.J. Hooker. Oh my God. The Fall Guy. Airwolf. Guy, I loved Airwolf. That show was badass. Um, like I said, he was in. Which Van Damme? Airbud's cousin. Airwolf. It was a helicopter. It was pretty <laughs> awesome. Um, what Van Damme movie was he in? He was in. Oh, he's in the last action hero too. Of course, he was in the last action. That hero. was a great. Movie. One of the most underrated Arnold Schwarzenegger movies ever made is the last action hero. Have you seen that, Mikey and Tim? I haven't. Mikey's Mikey, have you seen it? No. You've never seen Last Action Hero? That's a great movie. Uh, let me look at the cover. Let me um, look at the poster. He was in Death Warrant, a Van Damme movie. What was his last film or movie he was in? Al Leong. Yeah. Um, Alright, well, let's go to here and see all. I'm going to guess it might have been the latest Bill Ted movie. Death by Midnight is his upcoming project. Awesome Asian Bad Guys came out in 2013. What's, is he in The Conjuring? No, that's just coming soon. That's oh. just a, he, Death by Midnight is 2020. Believed to be cursed by his father, Mike travels to Seattle in hope of that killing him will end both of their suffering. I don't know who Al Leong is in this. But Al Leong is... You, you would know him if you saw him. Yeah. Like I said, he played Genghis Khan and Bill and Ted, and he was also in Die Hard and Lethal Weapon, and he always plays it. So he is the... He is the big... The big actor in Savage Beach. He actually has a pretty good bit... A pretty big role. He plays one of the main bad guys. He does. Do we have anything else to say about Savage Beast? Hey, other than go watch he it? was in Double Dragon, too. Double Dragon's pretty good. Well, other than that, when the Japanese guy dies, he like just slowly turns into a zombie. Yeah. Which was kind of creepy. Because his makeup was probably bad. It was bad makeup. I, I just love the fact that the Filipino had an Italian accent and looked like he was from Mexico. That was my <laughs> favorite, really. They didn't know where they wanted to go with that. No, they really didn't. Um, I mean that's every Andy Sedaris movie. You don't know what's you don't know the plot until the very end. This is what you're guaranteed: airplanes, a lot of weapons and fighting, and topless chicks in a jacuzzi. That's what you're guaranteed in every Andy Sedaris film. Someone to blow up. Someone gets blown up. This guy gets blown up. It was pretty awesome. He gets blown up by a brief by a bomb in a briefcase. Mikey, you missed it. Um, this is as. So, of the movies we've watched, which was Malibu Express, Hard Ticket to Hawaii, Picasso Trigger, and Savage Beach. Savage Beach now is number two after Hard Ticket to Hawaii as awesomeness. So, I'm going to just start comparing every movie I see to is it as good as Savage Beach or Hard Ticket to Hawaii. And I'll go, like, it's not as good as Savage Beach. Or it's not as good as Hard Ticket to Hawaii. I don't think anything will... Any, any movie will top Hard Ticket to no. Hawaii. <laughs> it's slowly becoming my number. It's slowly. It's like neck and neck with The Godfather <laughs> right now with the greatest no. movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> it's silly how such a bad movie is honestly really good. It's, enjo- mean, it's what, enjoyable. Sci- some sci-fi movies are hilariously I good. miss. I miss the Saturday sci-fi show movies. 
Yeah, but after a while, they just started doing, you know, giant snake versus giant crocodile or alligator. Yeah, I know. But back in the day, they were legit. Now, the next movie that we will be watching soon, we don't know when, came out in 1990. Okay. Andy Sedaris made, it's called Guns. After a failed assassination attempt on her partner, DA agent Donna Hamilton discovers that the crime lord responsible for her father's death is coming after her and her associates. Now, this is a little bit bigger. It's got Eric Estrada. Chip's own (laughs) Eric Estrada in this. And also, it has Bruce Penhall, who's returning from Savage Beach. Right there, you see him. Oh, he's the captain. As Bruce Christian. He is the captain. He is actually the CIA agent. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, right, my man. So, Bruce Penhall comes back in this. Taryn's on in this movie. No, she's not. I'm a little upset about that. Because she might have been the best. She's probably the best looking one. But you've got movie. other hot... Devin DeVasquez, isn't it? She was in... Devin DeVasquez was in Can't Buy Me mm-hmm. Love. So, this one's got a little bit more... Oh, my God, no way. And even the late, great Chuck McCann. I am excited to watch this movie. You can't go wrong with Chuck McCann. I don't know who that is. He was in a bunch of movies and TV shows. He's in a movie with Tim Conway. It's called They Went That Away and That Away. And they end up in jail for something. And they end up eating possum. And it was just ridiculous. Chuck McCann, he was, a com- he was like a com- comedy actor. He made he was in TV shows. There's a Little House on the Prairie episode. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just like a little character actor guy. He just kind of showed up in everything. Okay. But um, So Guns is going to be the next movie we end up watching from... The Andy Sedaris Library of Awesomeness. I wish I would have found this stuff out in the 90s, in the 80s and mm-hmm. 90s. I wish we would have watched it earlier. I know, I right? we're watching it now. But if I would have known about this stuff earlier, I would have I would have loved it. So I remember back in, a couple of years ago, you showed us the, the whole, you know, who's that turkey scene. The, but we the, never got around to watching it. We never watched our ticket. Because I, I, I had watched that movie. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, we got to watch this movie. Yeah, and it was the whole, uh, this is for the Molokai cop. And he throws the, the frisbee with the razor blades at the guy. And I just thought the scene was hysterically ridiculous. And we ended up, at the, I'm, I've seen that movie like three times, Hard Ticket. I kind of want to watch it again. And we've even got the t-shirts to say you throw. Mikey, yeah. you got your shit? A t-shirt? No. Shame on you. I have uh, glasses now. So do I. No, they're not, you know, the Ray-Bans, uh... Yeah, not that Shades had. But I don't have Ray-Bans. Oh, I, have, I have five Belows. I have whatever the brand <laughs> I got at Kohl's is. I had five Belows. So the story on my five Belows sunglasses. So I go to five Below. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, they got those mirrored sunglasses, right? So I'm wearing my glasses. This is key, guys. Wearing my glasses, my regular glasses. I didn't have my contact mm-hmm. lenses. I go by my Uthro blonde awesome guy from... Hard ticket to Hawaii sunglasses. And the girl rings me up and then gives them to me. Really? Thinking I might want to wear them, I guess. <laughs> Thank you. What? While I'm wearing my glasses, she gives me the sunglasses. Oh. She doesn't put them in a bag. Okay, I see what like you're Like she assumed I was going to put I them was- on. <laughs> 
I was very confused. I was like, is there a joke here? Yes, yeah. there is a joke. She gave me the sunglasses yeah. while I'm wearing glasses because she thought I wanted to wear them then. I'm the only person that wears glasses. I guess Tim wears glasses, but... I mean, I have glasses, but I have my... <laughs> Chris will find this funny. My World of... Uh... World of Warplanes aviator glasses that I got from PAX Prime are the glasses that I wear over my glasses when it's uh, sunny outside because they're the only ones that kind of fit without interfering with I kind of my glasses. Wait, are those like those things that old people wear over their glasses? No, no, no. No, no, no it, it's like a separate pair of glasses that I just oh. put over mine because they're big enough. Are they mirrored? Uh... Are they mirrored? Hold on. I, I might have a pair in my room. <laughs> How many did you get from that? Let me turn my light on because I can't see shit. Oh, yeah, right here. Uh, yeah, they are mirrored. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Now you just need your... Uh... You need a U-Pro t-shirt. Yeah. I have these and then I have a World of Warships, uh, World of Tanks bandana that I wear with when I play go- when I go golfing. When are you coming to Indiana? You need to come golf with us and do some shit around Indiana. I'm not. I'm definitely not very good at golf, so we're going to be Who cares? looking you for my ball. You drink beer and have fun. It's basically social hour. Yeah. <laughs> but we were talking. Oh, we well, you could come to Comic-Con in October. We're talking about going to Comic-Con in October. Okay. We want to get a table, but we're not sure. But we want to at least try and get uh, press credentials. Kevin Nash is going to be there. I know Kevin Nash. Diesel. That's going to be awesome. And then some guy from that walking... That's Kevin... Who I'm thinking of is Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash, the wrestler. Okay, that's not who I was thinking of. That's Kevin Nash. I was going to say, who... What are the Kevin Nash? Where you think of? Carl. The dude that played Carl in The Walking Dead is going to be there. Yeah, some kid from The Walking Dead. That's Kevin Nash? He was in Magic Mike. Was he? Wait. Whoa! Put the brakes on... What the hell are you doing watching Magic Mike? Because yeah. it's your name? Yeah, that's Kevin Nash. Yeah, yeah. No, I looked it up on IDB. That's why it showed up. Oh, you didn't watch Magic Mike. Oh, yeah, I watched Magic Mike. Uh, Were there girls? I used to work at a movie theater. I like I pop in and watch oh, it. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll let you slide with that one. I'm going to pop in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he popped in. a whole hour and a half. Wait, who else was there? Magic Mike or Kevin Nash... That kid from... Billy West. Billy, Oh, Billy West. He's a voice actor. He did Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, and uh, Futurama and Simpsons. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so if you want to meet Kevin Nash, get his autograph. Four it's bucks. $40 for his autograph and $40 for a picture. So it's fairly inexpensive um, to oh. meet the great Kevin Nash. I was thinking of Kevin Nealon. From Saturday Night Live? <laughs> yeah. Mr. Subliminal? Are you kidding? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Kevin Nealon was there. But what's he have to do? With- I don't think Indie Comic Con's big enough for him. Hey. Oh. Um, <laughs> Mike and Tim, do you guys have anything you want to talk about? <laughs> Those are pretty badass, Tim. I watched the first three episodes of Discovery, but we'll save that for another podcast. Okay. Why? You could just, you know, they went out and they, you know, they did a mission and did the captain bang some alien or is that only in Captain Kirk's there? Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> in the words of Zap Brannigan from Futurama, isn't it 
uh, every human's dream to explore the galaxy and bang alien races? <laughs> Kip, I'm asking you a question. <laughs> uh, what else did we talk about? Do we have anything? I finished up Mayor of Town. Great show. Watch it. Kate Winslet is solid. Good stuff. Watch it. It's on HBO. It's on right? HBO. It's eight episodes? Six episodes? It's not very many episodes. Probably. Watch Mayor of Easttown, and then I finished up Mighty Ducks. That's a good show, too. Did you have anything you want to talk about? Is, is Loki out yet? No, it comes no out two days. I just, I, uh, I just got an email about it, actually. I, uh, speaking of Loki, all right, hold on. I'm Wednesday is the new Friday. Just two right, days so left. Loki, uh... Part of the reason why I want to watch it because it has one of my, or act, uh, at least an actor from my favorite movie ever, Owen Wilson, segue into Wedding Crashes 2 news. Hold oh, the phone. No. I can't wait. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Are um, they going to, did they green light that? Well, there's like a script and all of the actors from the previous movie want to come back. So uh, apparently... There was talks of maybe HBO Max at being like an HBO Max kind of movie. Yeah. So he's in Loki. So it's just going to be him going, wow, Loki. Yeah. Loki. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. You leave Broken Nose alone. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Loki. Do, do we think <laughs> Wedding Crashes is underrated? I think it is. I, what? I never liked Wedding Crashers. What did I you say? What did, you, what did everybody say? Uh, Dwight Yoakam was the best part of the whole movie, in my opinion. Wedding Crashers, I didn't think it was that good, Tim. You know what else that I think I, is... I'm trying hurt? to absorb what I'm listening to. <laughs> and all I have to say is, thank you for listening to Who's Your Nerd <laughs> Wait, Tim, did you like old school? <laughs> what? Did you like old school? I did like old school. One of the most overrated... I mean, Will Ferrell comedy is the best in the movie ever, of the world. but it's not a bad movie. It's, it's not funny. that funny. It's not that funny. I was so disappointed. Like right. I'm not a big fan of like Vince. I mean, I I love Vince Vaughn and stuff, but or um, not Vince Vaughn. Uh, wow. What's his face from Talladega Nights? Wow. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Like, I'm not always. It's that kind of comedy is hit or miss for me. He's extremely hit or miss because that one where it's, he was a basketball player wasn't like, good there either. Are some, sometimes I think Cal Nights Pro is awful. And sometimes I think it's not funny. And I'm like, this is terrible. And then other times I'm like, oh, this is like kind of funny. The best Will Ferrell I will not listen to ill speak of wedding crashes. <laughs> I will end this podcast right now. I have the authority and the power. <laughs> Talladega Nights, uh, of course. Um, Elf, of course. Hope to find your dad. Hope, boop, yeah. Like, Hope. Um, Step Brothers, I'm not like a. Step Brothers is fan amazing. Of, but it is Step funny. Brothers is overrated. But yes. I think it's no. funny. Jackie Moon is so much better no. than whatever his name was in Step Brothers. <laughs> he was Brennan. He was Brennan in Step Brothers. Dale and Brennan. Like falling under the same category, Employee of the Month is like a stupid funny movie. Still is that funny, the one with Dane, with that guy? That, you know what? That's the, that's the funniest I've ever seen Dane Cook in my whole life. Here we go with the funny <laughs> The first thing I do when I get to Indiana, I'm going to slap you. 
just so you know. You want to go back to the Hall of Fame? (laughs) We'll go slap for slap. Um, Well, the Daddy's Home movies are great, too. Yeah, they are. Those are hysterical. But, yeah, semi-pro, old school, overrated. Garbage. Like Anchorman? You know what? Anchorman 2, though, is really funny. Anchorman 2 is a lot better than is underrated. I think Anchorman 2 is underrated. Yeah, I think it was funnier than... Do you think Anchorman 2 is better than Anchorman 1? Yes. No. I do. No. I, yes. I no. agree with Mikey. But you know who's freaking hysterical? I think Anchorman 2 is funny, but... Steve Carell is so they, It was like beating hysterical. a dead horse. You know, 60% of the time works 100% of the time. <laughs> 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 Land of the Lost is one of my favorites. I, yes. I, I love really? Land of the Lost. <laughs> I, threw, I threw a trident. I saw. God, I hope I get it. I hope I get it. <laughs> Did they have slee stacks in there? Huh? I love Lamp. Were there slee stacks in there? Yeah. yeah. Really? Why, was that a book or something? It was a, it was show. a TV oh, show in the 70s. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah. No, hold on. The so greatest good. Will Ferrell movie. Is Night at the Roxbury. Yes. Yep. Easy. Yep. Emilio! God, I love that movie. I, I quote that like, movie all the time. Did I just get her number? Oh, oh yeah. Score! Boom! I was watching that. It was pretty. Boom! What are you doing? It's the ambulance. Because you stopped my heart. I could quote that movie. Doug is like a fax machine, except you gotta have paper. <laughs> that's a great movie. God, that's a great movie. It's on uh, Netflix. Is it? Yeah, I watched Night it. Raspberry? I watched it a couple weeks ago. I love that movie. When yes. I was at home recovering. Um, does anyone have anything else we want to discuss? We need to bring up. We need to go into further discussion, obviously, in the future about Will Ferrell movies, because yeah. that could be a debate I'm, and I'm argument. At all his, in one. Uh, I was gonna say bibliography. <laughs> his uh, what the hell is it called? Not a discography. His filmography. Filmography. Thank you. <laughs> hey, I had the ography part. Okay, I was fifty percent there. There's a lot of ographies. <laughs> I mean, there are some pretty good movies in here. I still think Wedding Crashers is better than most of them, but... What, as far as Owen Wilson movies or Will Ferrell movies? I know. I'm just saying that it's probably the best of them, but... What's Will Ferrell got coming out, anyway? Oh, Blades of Steel was a good one, too. No, Blades of Steel sucked. No, it did not suck. I fell asleep in that movie. Blades of Steel? I thought it was Blades of Glory. Yeah, Blades of Glory. Oh, wait, Blades of Steel was the Nintendo hockey yeah. game. <laughs> I, was, I was like, isn't it Blades of Glory? I was like, Blades of Steel. Blades of Steel, was, that was the hockey game on Nintendo. Boomer. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that game was awesome. You could fight. Um, Mikey, shower thoughts. Any? Uh, a lot of them are dad jokes, which I, I didn't want to share. Okay. Can I? I got one if you don't mind. I I can give it a try. We could do two. We've always done two. Okay. We could, I, I want to give this one one's a, try. a quick one. If if a cemetery bans you for life, it's only a temporary ban. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's plenty of other cemeteries. 
But what if it's the one you want to get buried in? Then you're banned from that one. So you die. <laughs> you, you die. You're banned for life. Not yeah, banned for but death. There's other cemeteries. Once you die, you don't have life, so you're not banned anymore. I'm just saying, well, if there's two cemeteries, you're banned from one of them. You're not gonna go that way. Go the other. But one. if you're banned, okay, so, so you're so still banned for life. If I throw a, if I throw a, if I throw a, a water bottle, at you know T.J. Warren at Conseco Fieldhouse or Banker's Life Field, I get banned from there, right? But if I die, I can haunt that place because so, I'm only banned there for life. Yeah, but there's nothing drawing you to that place. T.J. Warren in a water bottle. No. <laughs> so you're coming back for vengeance? <laughs> yes, because they banned me for life. My spit was in Culture it, so guys. I carried my essence. Into the <laughs> if, if you had a life sentence in jail and choked on like your food and, and died, but you got brought back to life by the EMTs, did you serve your life sentence? That's a good question. That's a shower thought. <laughs> Damn, that was a good shower thought. If you die in jail during a life sentence, you come back to life. I feel like there's a story about that or a movie or I a think show. An actual thing. I feel like some, it's like right on the tip of my tongue. Can you fight that? I don't, some I remember seeing it on Twitter. Some guy died and got brought back to life, and he's saying he served his life sentence. And that could definitely be a defense. I mean, yeah. he, has, he has a point. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to argue that point. He's got. He, that's a good point. Just think about the paramedics trying to revive him. Wait, if we revive him, he he goes free. It's like he murdered ten uh, people. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do? Wait, wasn't there a movie about call What's... call Hillary? She'll take care of it. <laughs> you want to do yours, my dear? Yeah, come on! How did that not get laughs? That was fantastic. So it'd be like so now, so, so now we're gonna have like a bunch of I don't like want pity laughs, Chris. You have a bunch of prisoners playing flatliners, trying to see how long they can die before they come that back. That new flatliners movie sucked. The new one? Yeah, there's. I didn't one. see the new one. Yeah, it sucked. The don't old one's it. good though. So yeah, but so are they flatlining in jail now so they can end their life sentence? I don't so know. They some, can... guy, some guy died and got brought back to life, and so like you know, there's some right crazy now. doctor like Doctor Mud back in the old days. You know, when he got he got like. He got his life sentence was like commuted because he saved all them people during a smallpox thing out on the Tortugas. So there's like a doctor in the in the in the, is there a doctor in jail that's killing people to bring them back to life so they can end their lives? And you think I could be making bank? Yeah, I mean that's a great scam, right? Mm-hmm. I, we could make a movie about this. I don't know nothing about it. We could. I mean, Let's do it. It hasn't okay. stopped Andy Sedaris from, you know, he knows nothing about drugs, obviously. Enough he, money he and able to get somewhat of an actor, you can make a movie. We just got to go to, hey, what is it, to Haven's Auditorium over here? Yeah. Actors. Hey, we're making a movie. Those kids are dumb. They'll do anything. <laughs> no. We'll buy McDonald's. Huh? We'll buy McDonald's and say, act in this for us. <laughs> Any shower thoughts? None? Um... Uh, Cutting corners off of paper only creates more corners. <laughs> Where does he find this? <laughs> it's like a hydra. I mean, he's... Eventually, it's a, there's just too many corners. You can't count them anymore. <laughs> All, right. All right, Tim. You tried to end it early before. Do you want to actually end it this time? <laughs> wait, did you? Hold on, wait. I should have ended it before. Did you hear Chris's out? 
Tro a couple weeks ago. Oh, no. No, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> and, and the week, yeah, it was last on. week and the, the week the last before two that. It was, the, no, yeah, the first one was like the worst one that we've ever had, and it was the funniest. Thank you, Chris, for doing that. I think he should do it every week because, was it the Mindless Rambling one that you I did? I think it, it was. I let's, legit let's, was just like, Let's try right, it again. Us. Why don't you take us out this time, Chris? <laughs> okay. No, don't let him take it out. Hang on a second. You got to hear this. Let's see if we can find it. Wait, is it okay for us to have our own voices on our? Own? <laughs> no, we're gonna we're gonna copyright ourselves. <laughs> is that a breach of YouTube policy? <laughs> it's podcast inception. Yeah, we're listening to a podcast. Yeah. podcast. We're listening to a podcast of a podcast. Staff, so like, yeah, I don't like hearing my voice. It's like, but you can. It sucks when I'm editing. I don't like listening <laughs> to my voice. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of editing. I listen to it. Is this it? This is it. Lawgiver. <laughs> this is his gun. Stun. Bam. That's what we were talking about. The superhero weapons, and I said I want to do yeah, Orgasmo Ray from oh, Orgasmo. Yeah. We, have, we might have to do that. You think that go to years ago, but they were sold out. You can listen to us Here on we go. YouTube, on Spotify, um, Tune in, Tune in and uh, iTunes. iTunes. Um, listen to your nerd stuff, so you'll, I guess you'll never know who your nerds are. <laughs> <laughs> can you beat that, Tim? Andy did with no questions. I, I mean, I thought I've had some pretty bad ones, but I mean, that was... That was rough. Yeah, yeah. You'll never have to I mean, wonder I, who I, your I, nerds I are. Where we have our podcasts listed, but because I just watch on YouTube, but YouTube, or, or uh, Spotify, iTunes, and TuneIn tune Radio. Take us out, Tim, because we can't, we can't do, we can't, we, we can't, do that. We can't survive <laughs> another one. We can't survive another one of Chris's <laughs> outros. I need, a, I need a second to. <laughs> If you can end it with a question like mine, you'll never know who, you, who who's your nerds are. <laughs> you'll never wonder who's your nerds are. I said he sounded like a car dealership guy from the eighties. On like, a, you'll never have to wonder who your nerds are. You'll never find a place for a better car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so why don't you go check out YouTube, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, or maybe even iTunes? Because come and listen to us, and you'll never, ever, ever wonder who's your nerds. Bingo. Best. Best one. <laughs>